0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 237, air date January 30th, 2018.
1: So I've got a bunch of loose ends on this one story right now, and it originates at Harvard. Now, yesterday we covered how Harvard is basically a feeder school to Google. In fact, the entire Ivy League of colleges... Basically, go right to Google. They, the, the lead hiring company from for every Ivy League school's graduates is Google. Then you've got these two stories. Google's new fact-check feature almost exclusively targets conservative sites. And, of course, you've got James Damore, who filed a lawsuit against Google, including violations of labor codes and discrimination. So... Who's running Google? Who's working at Google? Well, that would be a bunch of Harvard graduates. But now my guest, Dr. Shiva Ray, he'll be running for Senate as an independent against Elizabeth Warren in Massachusetts, shivaforsenate.com. Shiva, you have, well, I'm not sure how you found this out and decided to fight this battle, and I want to just get you to boil it down for me, but on your website, you've got the story. You have stopped Harvard's Tamil professorship scam. And I was briefly reading this over the break, but I want to get your expertise on this. What exactly is Harvard doing here uh, to the Tamil history?
0: It's a good question, Owen. Um, So Tamil, Owen, just to give some background. Tamil, uh, thank you. Tamil. Tamil is the language of probably the uh, the most uh, ancient indigenous people of the Indian subcontinent, which means of India. Uh, the language is probably the oldest language um, recorded. Uh, but not only is it the oldest language recorded, Owen, it's still spoken today. It has the richest history of poetry, literature, uh, et cetera. And um, what's happened is, Harvard so that's the background on Tamil and it the, the one of the key things Owen is Tamil has probably the richest knowledge base what some consider the Holy Grail of human knowledge of scientific knowledge medical knowledge dating back at least 5,000 years written in these palm leaf manuscripts uh, that are essentially the intellectual property of the Tamil Tamil people the indigenous people of India so that's a background on it very few people uh, in America may be aware, but the Tamil people want like the American Indians in many ways, which were the indigenous people of here, the Tamil people are the indigenous people of India. Okay. So that's a background. Now, the interesting thing is Harvard. Um, if you look at the history of Harvard, Harvard actually has a history of cultural misappropriation, which they, you know, point to other people. So part of this Harvard actually has professorships, Owen. So we think that these professorships or admissions into Harvard, for example, are based on merit-based. That's what Harvard prides itself on. But if you actually look at it, on the admissions side, nearly one-third of people, at least one-third of people get into Harvard, are what are called legacy admissions, which means, uh, let's say your father donated a lot to Harvard, or you had someone who knew someone who donated. They have a wink-wink, nudge-nudge model of how people get admitted to Harvard. Okay. on the professorship side, again, we're taught to believe many people all over the world think, wow, this is such an esteemed institution. You have to work hard. But the reality is they actually sell professorships. So, for example, um, if you wanted to get the Owen Schroer professorship in there, you know, for studying, I don't know, uh, the history of some aspect, if you can raise around six million dollars, Harvard would gladly take that and will set up a professorship. Got it? So on the one hand, they allow in legacy admissions up to a third based on who you know, not what you've done or your merit, which is what they claim they do. And on the other hand, they actually sell professorships. Those two streams of revenue, uh, Owen, if we follow it, actually go to fund Harvard's hedge fund. Again, something that's not really talked about in mainstream media. Harvard's hedge fund is now worth about over $35 billion dollars. Their operating budget, if you look at Harvard, what it costs to run the universities, about $3 billion. So you see what, where this is going. The front well, end And, of and the just universe- real quick,
1: that's amazing to me because I actually, a few years ago, was doing a little research on state universities. Most state universities actually run at a deficit and end up making their state run at a deficit. So that's amazing. A state university just getting pummeled financially. Meanwhile, Harvard just raking in the cash. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, and they were originally set up in some ways as a quote-unquote community college in the 1600s, right? So they were set up by public funds and then they uh, veered off to essentially become their own corporate behemoth. Essentially, Harvard is essentially Wall Street, right? Um, They have fund managers. um, uh, Several years ago, their total compensation for their hedge fund managers was totally $58 million. So think about that. That's what Wall Street guys get paid. So the reality is Harvard is fundamentally a hedge fund. It's got a little front end called a university. and in my view, and to anyone who really looks at it, the professors and the students at Harvard uh, fundamentally serve to be marketing agents to push this out there, that they're a great university dedicated to scholarliness, etc. You, you see where the, uh, what I'm saying? It's fundamentally. Yeah, and- And then they they insert
1: these people into the power structure, into government, into Google. And then they have their people, their minions, write stories, propping themselves up. This is what liberals used to claim about conservatives doing for the oil market. That's basically what Harvard and Google are doing for any
0: policy now. Exactly. Half of the Supreme Court is Harvard grads. Okay, so it's a racket. So Tamil being one of the oldest languages, um, Uh, Harvard uh, wants to get their claws into Tamil. Why? Because it's probably um, not only the oldest language, you're seeing some of the scripts out there, but more than likely, it's older and in fact, the the data shows uh, more than even uh, Hebrew, et cetera. In fact, the Tamil Brahmi script um, is the predecessor to even Hebrew. So The notion here is that you have a very ancient language, tons of Over 100,000 manuscripts, probably worth trillions of dollars, Owen, not billions. And so uh, somehow Harvard, the details of which are just coming out, convinced Tamilians, the indigenous people of Tamil Nadu, oh, you guys should set up a professorship here. We are really good. We will teach Tamil and you need us. So the Tamilians got involved in a $6 million campaign to raise money and I got a, a, a tweet about three weeks ago saying, hey, Dr. Shiva, why don't you donate money to this? And I go, what the hell's going on here? And in fact, I talked to one of the co-founders of it. Again, there's a lot of wealthy you know, Indian doctors. Many of them are not really politically astute. And this guy essentially had raised money for this. And on the phone call, I said, you need to stop this because it's actually a scam. If you really wanna support the Tamil language, you don't need Harvard go online. Everything's going online. Use your funds. And he said, you know what? You're the expert. I agree with you. And he said, okay. So that was a big, big win, Owen. But a lot of people throughout the world fundamentally believe the hype, the Kool-Aid, that this is a university dedicated to scholarly activity. It's dedicated to research and education. Very few people know. Real quick
1: though, I'm sorry I have to stop you because I want to get this out to the audience before we move on. When you were talking about this, you basically make the analogy that this is Harvard selling you a ladder that they can climb up and rob your house with, or or you uh, you you buy a ladder and then you prop it up for the robber to go rob your house blind. To me, the real reason why Harvard wants to do this, and I'm not asking for your opinion in this, but but this is a lot of times what you see the Vatican does, or what you'll see even even the um, the Smithsonian do is they essentially buy up this history, they buy up these archives, and then they hide them. And then they keep it for themselves so that nobody can know these great secrets of life. Nobody can know the great secrets of this ancient history, the knowledge, the poetry. Do you think that there's an aspect of that going in where Harvard wants to steal this from them, this information?
0: Yeah, because one of the things they added in there was the rights to digitize this. And there have been many, many examples where artifacts go to these institutions and they quietly, oh, we lost them. And this is not something new. So that's part of this misappropriation. And when we get back, we should talk about, if we have time, this is a practice, a habitual practice of Harvard to exploit indigenous people. Elizabeth Warren has done the same thing, right? She exploited, she shoplifted the identity of Native American people and then she's profited from this.
1: So yeah, my gosh, to- Harvard. Can you believe how Harvard harvard is so racist against the Indian people? It's unbelievable. You know, sometimes I get a little worked up on the show and Alex Jones gets worked up because we have to cover fake news all day. And I, I'm just delving deeper into what Shiva Ayyadurai has done here, fighting against the corruption at Harvard. I mean... i I get so mad because i know that these people on cnn and msnbc are really just taking advantage of weak-minded people and it's sad it's an offense against humanity and so yeah i get a little defensive when my fellow humans are getting brainwashed and tricked into going to the gallows and smiling about it the whole way and i'm reading it more into this story i mean Dr. Shiva is not going to get his just due because the guy just remains so so focused on what he's trying to do. He never looks for attention. But, I mean, this is a heroic effort that you just embarked on here, Shiva. I'm, I'm reading more into this, and, and it, it kind of hit me in the break. So basically, Harvard sees this treasure trove of ancient Indian art and you know, poetry and knowledge and everything. And then they're like, we got to get our grubby little hands on this. But then naturally, all they care about is the money. So you would think in a normal world, if they just wanted to preserve this history and then maybe start a class or a professorship, they would say, hey, how about we work out a deal? You guys donate this to us. We'll preserve it. You guys can still have the rights to it and everything. But we'll start a professorship. We'll, tr- we'll, we'll, we'll teach people about this And it'll be a a positive thing. But no, Harvard says, okay, we're going to steal all of your ancient artifacts, all of your ancient knowledge, your ancient history, and then we're going to make you pay $6 million to do it. But because we're Harvard, you must accept it. And you said no, and you stepped in and you saved these people not only from losing their history to the corrupt Harvard, but also $6 million.
0: Yeah. Oh, and so what's interesting is Harvard got all these Indian movie celebrities, a lot of wealthy to in America uh, to donate. Remember, many of these people donated also with their own selfish interest, thinking that it would create an opportunity to join the club. So when their kids applied to Harvard, they would have access to the Insiders Network. Right. But
1: because they, they, they really buy that selling- whole Harvard, Harvard, Harvard. It's Harvard. They exactly. buy into it.
0: Right. So what you're showing here, this graphs, an interesting one, because this is what Harvard really is. The front end, you know, their professors and their students all wearing their logos, acting like they're God's gift on earth is essentially the front end marketing. And what's interesting is they take that marketing, they take the money from the professorships they make, the donors, and they shove it back into their hedge fund, which generates revenue. And then that revenue is then further used to market the fact all over the world that they're the best university in the world. So that's the scam uh, that's going on. And and as I noted in the article, you know, to emphasize this, this is no different than a robber asking you to pay them six million dollars to get a ladder to rob your home. And in this case, a home is a treasure trove of of Tamil artifacts, which fundamentally probably have some of the most ancient knowledge. I know on your show, you talk about herbs and uh, formulations. Those uh, palm-leaf manuscripts over 5,000 years have the accumulation of how do you cure uh, many ailments, diseases, etc. Uh, they have a language and literature um, within that, um, and much of this is encoded in ancient Tamil language. So this is basically the racket here is convincing to millions and the public that you should give us 6 million and then you should be so happy that we will keep your literature, we will research it. And what you said before the break is absolutely accurate. It's first of all to own the literature and, and those artifacts, but then once they have it, to rewrite the narrative of the Tamil history. Now in the article, we also talk about the fact this is a habitual process that Harvard has been involved in, leveraging their bogus you know, uh, prestige through propaganda. So this is why Elizabeth Warren thinks it's okay for her to call her misappropriate culture of the Native Americans, take their culture, uh, say she's a Native American. Obviously, Harvard uh, colluded with her on this. There's no way they would have gotten away with that, uh, got, let her get away without it. They haven't released her HR records. And as a part of that, she has essentially profited from it. I mean, within a five-mile radius of Elizabeth Warren's home, You talk about the segregation of minorities, let's say African-Americans, the net worth of an African-American in the Boston area right now, Owen, is $8. Think about that. And the equivalent of the Brahmins of Boston is about $250,000. So while Elizabeth Warren talks about you know the fact that she's into integration and freedom and uh, you know equalizing helping everyone the reality is eight dollars is a net worth of an african-american uh person in in boston so that's that's the real racket so part of my doing this is not only to talk about what's going on with the tamil people and the uh the exploitation but this larger way that harvard operates and we got to end this oh and I, I like what you said people need to wake up this is not a great university. It's a scam. It's a Wall Street hedge fund that essentially operates as though it's a university and has got all these professors, many of them ego maniacal, thinking they're God's gift to earth, promoting themselves. So in the article, we also give a solution, which is, you know, we don't need the old university models. I mean, you have so many new models emerging. People are going online, getting classes community colleges, Harvard does need to be busted up. It needs to become a local community college. They have devastated the area in Cambridge. They've taken over uh, many, many parts of Cambridge. It's essentially, they have the other part of their hedge fund, which is a real estate component. And, and what's ironic about this is here's Elizabeth Warren talking about baking up, uh, breaking up big banks, talking about fighting for the middle class. Yet she's part of Wall Street. She gets funded by Wall Street, her $350,000 salary came from wall street which is harvard's hedge fund so this is i think this is probably one of the most important stories and that we've been able to have an effect right here uh in, in cambridge about it uh and we're going to keep uh agitating on this owen because i think it really brings up the contradiction of harvard university who elizabeth warren is and as you were talking about the entire tentacles of harvard into google uh, zuckerberg came out of uh harvard right quote unquote a dropout bill Gates. Um, who supports Monsanto, Harvard's uh, has had a faculty on their staff who just passed away, who literally cut and pasted Monsanto articles and published it. So that's what Harvard is. It's a scummy institution that has this veneer of prestige and we need to bust that illusion up Owen,
1: And just to kind of go off on a different jag, since we're talking about higher education in general, Trump has done something that I think is great, where he's touting apprenticeships. In fact, if I could get someone in the crew back there to look this up, you know, there's a lot of people that go to college because they feel that that's what society tells them to do. But guys, look this up. I I bet you the number, I bet it's higher than we would think. I bet it's around 20% of college attendees, freshmen, I bet 20% drop out of the first university they go to. I would say it's probably about 20%. Why is that? Well, because society tells them to go to college, even though really maybe that's not something for them. I mean, personally speaking, I had wish I probably never went to college and I would probably still be right where I'm at. Uh, for other people, it might not be that way. I mean, you were educated at MIT. You invented email. I'm sure that perhaps your college experience might have been more valuable to you. But just as an in general thing, I think that these universities have become rackets uh, Harvard obviously leading the way, but I believe all these state universities are be- have become rackets. You know, they use the labor of of athletes for free to to enrich themselves. The highest paid members of most of these major staffs are the coaches of the football and basketball teams. Yeah, here we go. Three point nine million students dropped out of college with debt. Uh, guys, go back to that yeah, other story I- real
0: quick. Yeah. So I mean, I, that's just a bigger issue though, Shiva. Well, no, I, I, you know, what's interesting on you're bringing up a central point. The educational industrial complex is basically a racket. It's got the, it's got the veneer of the front end. They spend a lot of money on marketing. It's a business on the back end. Those dollars are taken and they're invested in UMass Boston, for example, right here in Massachusetts. They're essentially they're in bankruptcy stage because they overspent a lot of their monies. God knows where the money went. The bottom line is, oh, and you know, uh, for me, You know, before I came to MIT, I never even wanted to go to the place. I went there essentially to have a experience of Boston, but I didn't need to go to that place. At some point in my own career, I decided to get those degrees because I realized that with those degrees, they couldn't say, oh, you're not educated. You see what I'm saying? So I did that for political reasons. So I did it very, very consciously, but it wasn't like MIT educated me. You know, my public school system had educated me quite well. And I think the reality is, it's about skills. In Massachusetts, for every 17 skill job opening, only one person is skilled. We don't produce enough software engineers. We don't produce enough electricians. We don't produce enough plumbers. We've, uh, you know, we don't have. And, good all, and all
1: the higher education system produces is a bunch of snow, snowflake FOPs who don't even know the first thing about anything, for the most part. Dr. Shiva Iyerate, thank you for joining us. Shiva4Senate.com. The real Indian will defeat the fake Indian in Massachusetts. Dr. Shiva Ray.